for me, it was very scary. Um, only because I had never experienced anything like that. The question that was raised for us, as well as for hundreds of other institutions, was could we survive? And so I want to move us away from just things being an initiative and they become the thing we do. My primary goal is to grow African-American studies from a minor to a major. And I want us to be one of the front-running or the front-running department of African-American studies in the state of Wisconsin. Hello and welcome to Black History Month Spotlight on WRST-FM. I'm your host, Wendell Ray. Black History Month Spotlight showcases faculty, staff, and students on the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh campus. Last week, we talked with Associate Vice Chancellor and Chief Diversity Officer at UW Oshkosh, Dr. Demira Grady. This week, we talk with Avian Smith, a senior here at UW Oshkosh. She joins us on the phone. Hello and welcome, Avian. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Why don't you... Start off by just telling us a little bit about you. As I mentioned, you're a senior year, senior here. Have you been here all four years? Yes, I have um, been in Oshkosh for actually four and a half years now. So, yeah. Okay, well, tell me about uh, what, you know, your experience here. What are some of the things you're active in? I know you're involved in a lot of things. As a matter of fact, I had that. Or not only a senior, but you've been very active as a sociology major, uh, women and gender yes. studies and African-American studies minor, co-director of the Women's Advocacy Council and student member of the African-American Studies Advisory Board, vice president of the African-American Studies Club, member of the National Council for Black Studies and member of the National Society of Leadership and Success, Sigma Alpha Pi. So very busy, doing a lot of things, have you always been this type of a student, active and involved? Um, yes. I was really active um, my freshman year, which really led me to continue uh, my leadership on campus. It was really um, the unfortunate events that had occurred two years ago, which really got me um, even more involved and just really wanting to help students out on campus and even for myself. So, yeah, I've been pretty active, and then this year I was elected um, the president of Black Student Union, so that's really exciting, too. Um, I'm just trying to do it for the culture. Well, tell me about what happened two years ago. I'm new on campus, and for those who are listening who may not know, tell me what you're talking about, what happened two years ago. Yeah, so um, the first incident that took place, uh, our president for OSA was graduating, so there needed to be a new president for the um, association. And uh, the two ladies, there were two women of color who were running, and one of the women of color was also a part of the LGBTQ community. And when they were running, there was this Snapchat post that ended up going viral. And it basically was a picture of the two white men who were running. And um, the caption was, if you don't want to vote for a lesbian or a native, you should vote for them. And that blew completely up. 
and everybody was just really confused and it was a lot of hurt going on and um so it ended up leading to the young ladies who were running they hosted a, a talk that kind of like a what do they call it I don't remember exactly what they called it, but it was kind of, it was just basically like a talk back where everybody came together um and if they had something to say about the event and they just wanted to speak about it um there were hundreds of students there was like different news stations there the chancellor's cabinet was there a lot of different faculty and staff um and so a lot of people were just like standing up telling their stories about themselves personally or about knowing somebody within those communities um who were affected or who had been affected uh, so it was just it was a really emotional time for everybody um and then the second incident Another photo went viral. Um, it was a picture of a couple of people in front of a swastika, and then the other picture was on a whiteboard. It had said like "No Jews, No Natives, No Hispanics," like uh, those kind of um, derogatory things. And that was, I think, the straw that broke the camel's back for sure for everybody. Um, again, we had another. Oh, it was the call for action forum that's what they called it and there was another one and then that one of course was filled with even more emotion and rage and that was the day um, me and a few leaders on campus who were involved in different organizations got together and we created a list of demands because at that point it was like what are we supposed to do? You know, I understand that the university sees it happening, but what what can we do from this point forward? So um, those two events definitely were um, the kickoff to my activism that I do currently right now for the university. I see. So, and since that point, what type of growth, what type of progress have you noticed on campus as a result of what you and other student leaders came together to talk about? I will say, as far as growth goes, mm -hmm. the, the list of demands was based, um, we created it to be a five-year plan. So starting that fall of 2018, or that spring of 2018, we have carried it on to five years from then. So every semester I check in with the people who signed um, the list of demands who would be like the chancellor's cabinet, different faculty and staff on campus. And we kind of just go over updates for what's been going on. Really, I could say that the biggest change that I've seen um, is that people have been trying to be more inclusive when it comes to the type of employees that they have in their office, um, the different type of employees they have on their board. Um the events that we have on campus, I I think really that's the biggest change I've seen thus far. I really couldn't say too, too much, only because COVID um, really <laughs> has yeah. affected a lot. So I really don't get to see that many people of color on campus or people on campus in general. So I haven't been able to physically see if our numbers are different or if they have the same. So when it comes to that, I think that will probably be the only thing that I've seen um, improve. And then, of course, like we've always had, like, the chance of support no matter what. So that's been very consistent. 
um, the Dean of Students Office, Student Affairs as well. So I, I think that's about the most um, consistent change that I have seen on top of adding more faculty and staff of color. That is one thing, the biggest thing that I've noticed on campus since we started that list, for sure. Okay. Outstanding. You're listening to uh, Black History Month Spotlight here on WRSTFM. I'm your host, Wendell Ray, talking right now with Avian Smith, a senior here at UW Oshkosh. We're talking about her experiences here, getting to know her a little bit better. She's a very active student involved in a lot of leadership activities and uh, groups and organizations on campus. Uh, where do you come from, Avian? Tell us a little bit about your background, how you got to UW Oshkosh. Yeah. I'm originally born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the actual Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like central Milwaukee. Because the a lot actual. Of from now, Milwaukee. now, what does that yes. mean? You, you, got to, <laughs> um, you got to educate me on a lot of stuff because I don't know what you mean. I'm from Chicago. So you, let me know what is the actual Milwaukee. Right. So when I say the actual, like actually Milwaukee County, like the Milwaukee that you hear about, on the news and in articles, a lot of people tend to say if they're from like West Dallas or um, what is it, Mequon or like little, like Waukesha, little counties around the Milwaukee area, they technically end up saying they're from Milwaukee, but okay. that's not Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Kind of like how when somebody says they're from Chicago, yeah, but and they're they live, from like yeah, a super suburb. suburb. Yeah, exactly. Right. Understood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How did you uh, come to choose UW Oshkosh? Yeah, for sure. So uh, it, it was funny because my whole high school career, I pledged to not ever go to a school in Wisconsin. I was really just ready to go at that point. So I, I applied for out-of-state schools. I got mm-hmm. waitlisted for in Chicago, and then I got accepted to UW Oshkosh and UW Eau Claire. And back then, at that point, I really wanted to do um, real estate and marketing. Okay. So I was like leaning towards Eau Claire more because they were a really good business school. Um, but then Timber Smith, he was the admissions counselor back at the time when I had applied, and he would consistently reach out to me. Um, he came to Milwaukee to do different programs for the school before I met him. He would reach out to me like, hey, come down here today. I'm here to help people waive their application fees, um, just little <laughs> things like that. So I was more attracted to Oshkosh because I feel like Oshkosh wanted me. So that relationship I had built with him at that point and I guess the university, it, it really made me feel wanted. So that's why I ended up choosing to come here. And then I did the TAC program um, 2015, June through July. And that's when I was pretty set on wanting to attend the Oshkosh. Okay. You're listening to the Black History Month Spotlight. Today we spotlight student Avian Smith. And we're going to talk more about her experiences here at UW Oshkosh. 2020, of course, was an exceptional year for all of us, for students in particular. And we'll talk more about how the year of the pandemic, social uprising, including what happened in Milwaukee and surrounding areas. And we'll talk more with Avian when we return on Black History Month Spotlight here on WRST-FM.
90.3 WRST-FM recognizes Black History Month from the timetables of African-American history by Sharon Hartley. Jean-Baptiste Point de Sabo makes the first permanent settlement in what is now present-day Chicago, the year 1790. Welcome back to Black History Month Spotlight on WRST-FM. We are broadcasting from the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh campus. Each Thursday in February, we'll spotlight faculty, staff, and students on the UW Oshkosh campus as a part of our celebration and recognition of Black History Month. Next week, we'll speak with James Fletcher, Vice Chancellor uh, Finance and Administration here at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh campus. Joining us today is Avian Smith, a senior at UW Oshkosh who is involved in a lot of things and has been telling us about her experience here and how she got involved in a lot of uh, activities on campus and uh, also about how she chose the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. This past year, of course, 2020, talking about basically the spring through the fall semester, was difficult for many students. Tell us about how the pandemic actually impacted student life. What was it like going through all of that from beginning when you first heard about it to uh, this past semester, which uh, ended in December? Yeah, so um, fortunately for me, I was in Atlanta at the National Council for Black Studies conference uh, with my colleagues. And we were, it was our last day there, Mm -hmm. our last full day there. And it was in March. I will never forget this now. We were sitting, we were at the Lennox Mall having dinner together. And we all ended up getting an email from uh, the provost and the chancellor's office and telling us how basically we couldn't, if there was a possibility we wouldn't be able to return back to school. You in so, particular, that group, or all students? All students. All students on campus weren't going to be able to come back due to this COVID thing. Um, there were going to be updates within the next couple of days or within the next day. So when we landed back in Oshkosh, in Appleton, that Sunday morning, we were getting lunch before we headed up to Ash, and we ended up getting the email telling all students, you know, you can't return. If you're here already in the dorms, you basically need to pack your stuff up and go home unless there's an extenuating circumstance. Um, and for me, uh, <laughs> whew, sorry, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional, but for me, it was very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I had never experienced anything like that. I didn't. I don't live on campus, so I didn't have to pack my stuff up and leave. But I was thinking about a lot of the students that I do know mm-hmm. who really don't have homes to go to. Um, sorry. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking about a lot of the students that I knew that really didn't have homes to go to and what that meant for them to go back home. And so it was just uh, really weird. I didn't really know what it felt like to be inside the way we had to be. A lot of people take the quarantine for granted when it comes to certain things because a lot of people don't take into consideration that people deal with depression and anxiety, um, even social anxiety on top of that. So when it comes to not being able to be around other people, 
that can lead to different mental and emotional um, unsteadiness within somebody. And so when I came back to campus for the fall, it was very different. It was completely dead. Like, I'm so used to walking around and seeing people, um, like my friends or just anybody on campus, and right. to see nobody, really, or to see the limited amount of people that I did, it, it felt like nobody was really there. Yeah. So, like, how I know that thousands of students are enrolled, I'm not seeing the thousands of students enrolled. And I live right next to the Campus Center for Equity and Diversity building, so I would see people moving into Fletcher and moving into Horizon during the summer, and I see all these students, but I don't see all of the students. And that was really hard for me. Um, I'm a very traditional student, so I prefer the in-person method. I prefer paperback books. I don't really do the online ebook learning thing. That's not conducive for my learning style. So it was something I really had to adapt to. Um, when it comes to even events on campus, I definitely made sure that I would put time aside throughout the week to get involved in different events and go to different organizations events. Um, but for that to not be able to happen, and mostly everything was online, it was just really hard. And it kind of set me back and put me in the predicament to ask myself, is this really how I want to continue to learn? Like, do I want to keep paying money to learn this way. I would rather take off the semester than continue to live how I was living. So I, I don't I know I'm not the only student that felt that way, but for me personally it was very hard to maneuver through campus. Um I also work in the registrar's office, so not seeing as much traffic was it was kinda nice to an extent but I'm so used to interacting with people. I'm like the most extroverted introvert I know. <laughs> so not being able to <laughs> communicate and engage with folks, it, it was really hard for me, um, you know. And yeah. on top of that, that's when the Black Lives Matter movement started. And it, I was scared to be on campus. I'm not going to lie to you. I definitely was scared to even step foot on campus. I had no idea what was going to happen. Well, let, let, let's, talk about, react. let's talk about that in a second, but let me kind of put a bow yeah. on the first thing that you were talking about, and that is the experience of being on a campus where you know it typically is full and vibrant. There are activities, there's interaction with students, and you don't have that coming back from spring uh, semester when you start the fall you as you said you know there are people moving in on campus but they're being basically isolated and not allowed to move about very much most courses are being taught online or some form or fashion of virtual delivery so it was an adjustment it was an adjustment for everyone but that isolation obviously impacted a lot of students i've heard this from many students how did you overcome how did you get past that um, a lot of counseling, <laughs> uh, a lot of counseling. I definitely was in a counseling session with my counselor every other week. Um, and then we did a journaling session every week. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to make sure that I maintained. So there were resources here wellness. for you. There were resources for yeah. you to do. Okay, good, good. Oh yeah. Well, to, to an extent, um, I had some faculty and staff that were really supportive of a lot of different things. 
um, because I have to work. I'm not a traditional student where I can just come to university or only focus on university. Unfortunately, I have to work as well. So I was working a lot while trying to maintain my classes. But being able to reach out to, like, you know, faculty and staff or the dean of students or something, they did support me when it came to a lot of that. But mainly, we do have counseling here on um, campus. There are counselors available for students and staff. Um, I'm not sure the pricing for staff, but I know for students it's free. <laughs> you get at least 12 sessions per semester. So um, I just made sure I stayed in counseling. I did a lot of meditation. I meditate on my own. Um, I try and, like, journal. I really had to stay away from social media. But then, then you mentioned that on top of that, on top of all of that, there was the issue uh, of social unrest. And I want to talk to you a bit more about that when we come back. Uh, you're listening to Black History Month Spotlight. Today we spotlight student Avian Smith. I'm Wendell Ray. We'll talk more with Avian in just a minute. WRST-FM recognizes Black History Month from the timetables of African-American history by Sharon Hartley. Escaped slaves set up the Gracia Real de Santa Teresa de Moses settlement near present-day Florida, the first black settlement on the continent, the year 1538. And welcome back to Black History Month Spotlight here on WRST-FM. We are broadcasting from the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh campus. Each Thursday in February, we spotlight faculty, staff, and students on the UW Oshkosh campus as a part of our celebration and recognition of Black History Month. Next week, we'll speak with James Fletcher, the Vice Chancellor of Finance and Administration here at UW Oshkosh. I'm Wendell Ray. Joining us today is Avian Smith, a senior at UW Oshkosh, and she's been talking to us about her experience here at UW Oshkosh, as well as the impact the pandemic had on her as a student. And also, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, another major event uh, of 2020, and that was all the social unrest that took place at the same time that you're dealing with a pandemic. So tell us about how uh, that was for you, particularly as an individual, a student, and how that impacted the way you moved about. Yeah, so um, as a student, I, I didn't really want to come back. I'm not going to lie. I, I definitely called my mom like, um, I'm ready to come back home because I don't know what's going to happen to me while I'm here. <laughs> For me, being a lighter-skinned biracial woman, um, that intersectionality definitely matters. And although, you know, I, being a lighter skin tone, we're not going to sit up here and act like that does not enable a certain type of privilege. Mm-hmm. However, on that campus, it does not matter. When they see me, I'm still black. And so it was scary. It was very scary because I had seen what had happened in the past, and I could only imagine how bold people would be today. <laughs> so... I, I didn't want to come back, and I called um, my counselor right away, like, off the record, like, I need to set up an appointment with you right now because I don't know what to do. And I'm 
uh, impasse. So it was really hard for me because not only was I feeling my own personal feelings, mm-hmm. but I felt the energy in the world. I felt the civil unrest. I felt the trauma. I felt the hurt and the pain. And I didn't know why I was feeling that way. I just knew that I felt it. And it was even more scary for me because I have a 14, no, a 15 year old brother who looks 21, but he's only 15. Mm-hmm. And so being in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but he goes to high school in Waukesha was definitely a trigger for me because I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen to him. So it, it was really scary for me as a student. I didn't know what was going to happen. I really appreciated administration sending out an email, you know, to math students explaining, you know, what had happened and just reiterating that the university has no tolerance for any kind of, you know, incidents like that or just in general. So it, it was really scary for me. I'm not going to lie. I didn't want to come back. But 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 you did. And, and we're glad that you <laughs> did uh, and that you got through. And you will be graduating this spring. Is that right? Yep. Great. That's good. And congratulations to you. Last month, there was the inauguration of a new administration. Tell us about that. So we, we start the year with all this unrest pandemic and end up the year with 180 degree change in terms of administration. How did you see that event in Washington and all the events that led up to that with the uh, storming of the Capitol and all of that? (laughs) I wish I could use the word that I want to use, but I'm not going to. Um, That was, I don't even know. It was a mess. It was a mess. But I can tell you, and I'm a very honest person, um, whether it's personal or professional, so I will say this, but that was definitely the epitome of what of what white privilege is. Because there is no way that black people or just any person of color could do anything that they did and have the limited amount of police engagement that they did. And to see that even happen was ridiculous because I know that if my people were to be up there doing that, we would have been dead. And there were different like pictures on Facebook of like collages that people made. And the number one that I would never forget is the picture of one side of it was um, the Capitol when the National Guard was there during the Black Lives Matter movement and the Capitol where the National Guard was there during the storming of the Capitol. Yeah, stunning contradiction and there, in, yeah, that you saw. Exactly. There. Now, about uh, yep. the, then we had the inauguration, which involved the first woman vice president, uh, a woman of uh, mixed uh, ethnicity. How did that impact you? What did you, uh, how did you feel about that? Uh, I, I cried during the inauguration. <laughs> I might tear up a little bit now. It was amazing. It was, it was, it was amazing. I'm a part of this app called Clubhouse. And so one of the topics that I went into was called the inauguration party. And um, I think that when it comes to our community, at this point now, we have to be the ones to come together and start to um, tackle some of the 
things in our own community when it comes to, you know, what they quote-unquote call black-on-black crime, when it comes to colorism, um, and all that kind of stuff, because it, it's a beautiful thing to see Pamela Harris be a woman of color, because now she's setting a bar for all women and all women of color. And so to see that was just a completely life-changing moment. However, for some people in our community, um, I, I get when they say, oh, this is, I get when they say it's hard for certain black folks to see that because of, you know, her track record or whatever, her not claiming whatever she is. But I just feel like at the end of the day, we need to look at it as she's a woman and she's a woman of color. And there has never, ever, ever been a woman vice president. <laughs> let alone president. So it's something that I think we need to really mm-hmm. just indulge in and appreciate because it's showing, it's literally proving that times are going to change. Now there is a lane for everybody to be able to join and prosper down. So it was really exciting for me. I'm, I do feel certain type of ways um, about her and her politics, but at the end of the day, keeping on a positive note, it was great. I'm I'm really excited to see uh, more progress when it comes to inclusivity within the government and the seats that are being filled. So that's what I'm the most excited to see. Well, thank you very much for sharing with us. It's been a roller coaster ride this past year, the 2020 year, and we're glad it's over. But thanks for taking us on your ride through uh, being a student and uh, being an active student and a woman of color here on the campus of University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. So glad that you were joining us here this Thursday on Black History Month Spotlight. Next week, as I mentioned, we'll have uh, James Fletcher, Vice Chancellor of Finance and Administration. I'm Wendell Ray. We'll talk to you next week.